Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles. Rolling and recording. <clears throat> Excuse me, not cool. What I want to talk about today is the idea of fainting. Now for those of you who aren't quite sure what a faint is, for starters, I don't mean the same as passed out. I'm talking about faint. F-E-I-N-T. Which is to basically trick someone into falling for... A, a subsequent technique or movement or action or something. And football, they call, uh, running back, they keep, what they call it, juking someone. They shift left, they shift right. And that's, just, that's a feint. The feint is to move left to get your opponent to move in that direction. You cut the opposite direction. In basketball, you see a crossover dribble. That's like a feint. In the martial arts percussive art world, or even in, a, in any art, really. I'm going to go ahead and say a feint is a way to draw your opponent's attention away from your intended target. I think I like that. That's good. I'm going to remember that. Anyhow, for example, let's say you do jujitsu or judo, and someone's in between your legs and you got your legs around their neck, you can shift your hips in such a way that they defend a triangle choke and move themselves directly into an arm bar, <clears throat> right? If you are a wrestler, a freestyle wrestler, you can shoot a double leg takedown and then convert to a single. But Enough of the specifics. This is what I want to talk about. Because it's something that I don't see done well. Especially in the striking arts. So, as a stand-up martial artist primarily, in essence, any stand-up striking artist, Taekwondo, Karate Kempo, Tang Sudo, whatever, in a sort of context... They can compete in kickboxing because the differences in style matter even less with gloves on and certain rules. So let's say a kickboxer it has an opponent and they want to land a cross or a reverse punch to the body. A feint would be to throw three or four jabs the face to get your opponent to raise their guard so then you can strike the body. It always makes me laugh when I see people like not lunge but like pretend to lunge and move their shoulders <clears throat> and then they think that that's a feint. That's not. At least it's not a good one. A feint is an actual technique thrown to get your opponent to move in the direction that you want her or him to move. Let me give you examples. If you want to land a leg kick, pardon me, if you want to land a kick to the head, <clears throat> it's difficult to do when your opponent's got their hands up, they're moving, etc. Difficult to do. If you want to land a head kick, I suggest that you kick your opponent in the legs. The reason is 
if you can start to draw their attention downward, especially if you're able able to land significant damage to that leg, your opponent is going to be thinking about hers or his leg, which makes kicking to the face a lot easier. Uh, if you want a good example, look at George St. Pierre in his second and third match against Matt Hughes. He was able to land high strikes because he was successfully landing low ones. <coughs> Excuse me. The reason that Mike Tyson was able to land that thunderous hook uppercut combination he had was because, is because he had a very stiff jab and a solid cross. And I'm talking about in the Customato days before he was distracted and all the other things that happened. As a kickboxer, if you want to throw a technique to your opponent's body, you have to attack the head, which sounds kind of silly, but that's just the way it works if you want to be effective most of the time. For me, I am dismayed at the number of martial artists and the striking arts who focus on attacking the head primarily. Excuse me. I think it's a bad strategy. I do. Because in a ring sport, even with protected hands and sometimes protected feet, depending on the nature of the competition, you're still trying to land against the smallest target on the body. If you want to finish a person... I am a wholesale proponent of landing strikes to the body. I just am. They say even in boxing, kill the body and the head will die. But let's get back to fainting. I just give you some examples. Let's say you want to land a left hook to your opponent's ribcage. Let's say, like most people, you got your left foot forward, right foot back. Call the orthodox position or the classic standard position. If you want to land a hook with your left hand to your opponent's body, there's a couple ways to do it. You have to show an effective jab first before you hook into the body. If you folks want to see... (coughs) a master class on the technique that I'm talking about, look no further than the highlights of boxing legend Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. He was known to punish the body of his opponents. And he threw a jab and a short hook. And it is a thing of beauty. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I drank some water and went down the wrong pipe. As I've stated before, I... I learned and I honed my preference for body punching after watching boxing on the Spanish channel when I was a kid. It made more sense to me. It's a bigger target. It's softer. You can do more damage in the immediate sense, I think. So, if you want to throw an effective attack to the body, throw an effective attack to the head. Jab, cross, left leg, excuse me, left arm hook to the body because the beautiful thing about it is not only is their ribcage on the right side of their body, so is their liver. And to strike someone with a shot like that is paralyzing. Again, 
if you don't want to watch fights by Julio Cesar Chavez, I recommend that you watch fights from Gerald McClellan, former middleweight boxing champ. Amazing body punch. He's got a number of knockdowns and knockouts with the hook to the body. <clears throat> and a kickboxing or in the context of striking with the hands and the feet, let's say you want to land a right leg kick to your opponent's left leg, assuming that they've got their left foot forward like you do. I mentioned that attacking another part of the body is a useful strategy, but also a way to do that is to get your opponent to move right. Like, it is a classic, classic, classic rule of boxing that you do, you do not circle toward the power-striking side of your opponent. So if you're right-handed and you're, and you're fighting a right-handed opponent, you want to move to your right, which is their left, moving you away from their power strikes, right? So if you want to land, let's say, a left leg excuse me, a kick to their left leg with your right leg. What you've got to get them to do is to move to your right. And the way to do that is to effectively use your footwork and step left. What I do is, and this has worked well for me, I will, I will step left with a jab and a lead hand left hook. And when they step right to move away from the hook, I throw the right leg kick into their left leg. It sounds simple, and it really is a very basic technique. But it takes timing and practice. <clears throat> but that's very effective. If you want to land an uppercut, look at the way Mike Tyson did it. He would attack the body with hooks, and when they drew their elbows to the side to protect the hooks, he would pivot and throw an uppercut straight up the middle. And as we know, <clears throat> Mike Tyson was highly effective with that technique. If you are, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's say if you are in the mount position and you want to attack the arm of your opponent while mounted, <clears throat> what you can do is get them commit an arm to defending against what you're doing. Like, let's say you're leaning forward just to kind of smother them. If you can start to grab a hold of their wrist and start trying to turn their wrist, what you're doing is you're fainting because they think that you are trying to submit them with the wrist lock, and from there you can transition to an arm lock. Or, in an odd turn, in an odd twist, if you look at a, the great jiu-jitsu legend Osvaldo Alves and his students, most notably Fredson Pachon, <laughs> Excuse me, I am so sorry. What he would do is, because they are so good at wrist locks, they would attack the arm. And when you defended the arm lock, then they would attack your wrist and submit you. Super cool, high-level stuff. But they're able to pull that off rather nicely. I mean, it works. So, I said all that to say, fainting is necessary in the context of sport combat and even more so in self-defense, I think. Because in self-defense, you have less time and less opportunity to damage your opponent 
to finish them or to damage them just to get away from them. Whatever it is your intent or whatever it is that you require to survive that encounter, you don't have rounds and minutes to set up a pattern to get them to um, commit to one thing so you can transition to another. In the self-defense context, for me, I like to, because I'm relatively rangy, I like to use the back knuckle. Let's say I've got my uh, right foot in front. I like to throw my right hand back fist to their face, and as soon as they... Well, most people have never seen a back fist before, so it scores rather easily. But if you're not able to knock them down and knock them out with that shot to the nose, which is where I aim, I immediately transition to that same side sidekick into the knees. That's how you finish a confrontation. Fake high, go low. But the thing, though, the thing though is that I'm not trying to miss them with the back fist. If I can knock them out with the back fist, fantastic. So I'm looking to strike them as hard as I can with that back fist. And if that works, great. If the back knuckle is insufficient to drop them, then you transition to the sidekick. And a sidekick into the knee will probably do it. I'm actually a proponent of not allowing that technique in sports combat. But anyhow, I think I may... I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up for now because I'm just going to wrap it up for now. But I may, I may talk about this later because this is a technique that fainting or rather is a strategy that many people don't do well. They do it, but they, I think they lack the concept of it, so the execution of it is not great. So I think I'm going to leave that alone for now, but I will be revisiting it later. <clears throat> Check me out at martialartsoakland.com. And by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other.